HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Square. If you run a restaurant or business, Square has the tools to help you stay connected to customers, shift your business, and navigate this uniquely challenging time. Learn more at square.com slash go slash speakeasy. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll, Lord. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that's him. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to the speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. And I'm Greg Benson. Gents, happy hey to see you or not see you again. I don't know. It's getting uh, it's getting to become normal. I'm always happy we... to not see you, Souther. <laughs> <laughs> Especially right now, Damon. I'm just in my headphones and my underpants and my glasses. I'm wearing a three piece. Um, <laughs> uh, remote recording is uh, unique and uh, and fun and challenging. Um, but I'm glad we're all here together, apart again, to have another show. So, what are, what have we all been up to? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I've been, you know, trying to figure out how to run these programs and uh, and drink at the same time, and it's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're all uh, doing all right with it. You know, it's it's a forced situation where you got to kind of, you know, to use you know more water analogies, sink or swim. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I feel you know, like we're doing um, all right. It's been interesting because, uh, you know, like we uh, we started doing takeout at Grand Army. We closed for the first couple of months. And yep. uh, when we uh, when we reopened, it was kind of like, you know, my whole take on it was that we weren't reopening Grand Army as it was. We're, we're essentially opening a, a new Grand Army, um, and and you know everything that comes along with that is something you have to realize. You know, especially as an oyster bar, it's like how do you do? How do you stay true to the food that you serve when it's something that doesn't typically travel? all that well so like it's been interesting doing that and uh our chef kim has really just been crushing it um and it's it's been really great it's been two weekends of doing takeout and uh and like a whole different menu yeah i I know we've joked on the show a little bit about the the lost menu from that lost seasonal menu from from this Mm -hmm. year in this era you know all the yeah. work that went into putting together the the spring summer cocktails and food it's kind of like it just got lost you know it was a lost yeah. era of, of time but but it's been interesting opening up again and in like essentially opening a new place with new merch and you know, offerings 
Now we're selling books and bitters. I know you're used to that, but obviously we're not trying to compete with you, other. Um, but uh, you know, high tide raises all had, boats. Uh, that's that's more water. That's another <laughs> yeah. water analogy for you. I got I got lots of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but we. But, I mean, you're uh, also, also doing had, some. Uh, we have. Yeah, we're doing some fun. Like we have uh, some new merch, new like koozies and shirts and stuff. But we also had. Uh, uh, oyster knives made that have the Grand Army logos on them. It's like uh, laser cut into the wood. You know, just fun, creative stuff like that. And that's also about, like, you know, ultimately what we're doing is we're not just selling food and booze. We're creating experiences. So that's been the, the challenge of all this. To me, like, the biggest challenge is to expand in in, in that realm of the the experience rather than just you know some goods and so you know there's been a lot of stuff like for instance like doing the show and like doing uh like online uh like cocktail and food tutorials things like that i know uh you know it it's it's nice to see an unmasked friendly face you know yeah yeah it's also keeping those creative juices flowing which i think is really important for for creatives and that's frankly what all of us here on the show are right um i also am really loving the fact that you made those oyster knives and and when we spoke uh about it uh last or a couple shows back um you had mentioned that you were going to maybe put on a uh, put a tutorial of oyster shucking so you can sell oysters in the shell with the knife and that way someone can go home and watch the tutorial did that happen because i think that's a great idea we're doing we're doing both actually um so chef kim is starting to put up some different tutorial videos on some of the stuff that we're offering because we're doing like um essentially like portioned out like you can buy like whole fish or like like uh, fillets of like tuna and salmon and stuff like that you can also get like soft shell crabs right now and so she's doing a uh yeah she's done a video that's going uh going live this week on like how to uh, prepare and like make a soft shell crab sammy and uh and yeah so we're doing the oysters both ways it's you know here's another thing that happened de blasio uh released or he like blocked off a like i think it was like 15 miles of streets in new york city and yep. the surrounding areas and in the boroughs rather and uh state street which is where grand army is is one of those streets and they're called like safe streets or something like that anyway so it's blocked off and it's really working out for our to our advantage because i've been kind of like wink wink nod nod you know like you can drink these cocktails outside you know that kind of stuff but uh people are hanging well, we sure that's the point right and seating and stuff yeah so that's like, the point is you know, so, so, actually, that, so your outdoor seating can flow into the street and have the street be the sidewalks because it's closed off which gives you more space yeah. to have in between tables which means that even though your capacity inside has lowered your capacity outside can be increased like i'm i'm all for it uh, it's not going to happen on sixth street sadly but but i'm all for it right exactly yeah i mean like uh you know it's like we have a uh, a closed off block party every day and um you know, so we've been actually selling oysters both ways. You know, a bag of oysters that are, you know, still in shell. And then also, you know, put them in a to-go, like, kind of container with, like, ice on the shell. And people are, like, eating them outside and loving it. So it's been really fun, man. I mean, like, I obviously, you know, like I've said on the show before, it's like I'm pretty optimistic about everything, even though we're in a weird, dark time. You know, I, I think that, you know... Love always finds a way, man, and like people still yeah. want to like <laughs> love and life know, and business their, and all. Yeah, all these yeah. things will find a way. Yeah, so and it's people like, do want to do their thing. So. You know, any kind of like normalcy, normality, you know, that people can get into 
is, uh, you know, obviously they're going to. And I don't know. It's just been, you know, like kind of rolling with the punches and figuring out the ways to like make things feel good again. You know, I mean, that's all any of us can do. Uh, and I yep. think that uh, our guest yeah. today has some good insights on what he's been taking care of down in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, in the virtual studio with us today, we've got uh, my, my good friend Craig Nelson, who's the owner uh, and operator and bartender at Proof on King in Charleston, South Carolina. Welcome to the virtual studio. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hey, man. So, so good to hear your voice. Wish I could see your face. Yeah, this is cool and interesting. Cheers. <laughs> here's, here's one to you. Yeah. Cheers. All right. We'll get right into it. Um, so you're in South Carolina and uh, restrictions have been lifted to what point now uh, so you can get back to business? We're in, a, we're in an interesting space where our governor lifted restrictions two weeks ago uh, fully. Up, up before that, we had a week of outdoor dining allowed uh, only. And uh, now he's lifted it to basically whatever you want to do, but he highly recommends you follow the guidelines that have been listed. Uh, but there's no actual... You know, it, uh, you don't have to. Um, now that to be, me sounds initially problematic. Does that is that confusing your clientele, your guests? I don't know how confusing it was to the guests. It was very confusing to us. Um, we 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 could uh, I guess technically we could have opened a little over two weeks ago, but we only did for the first time this last weekend because because our city was going to pass an ordinance to to put some further restrictions in place and then they tabled it and we were waiting to see what the table what what they finally did and they finally decided to just hold off and let us police ourselves hmm. uh but you know as you and i discussed earlier it was a big big concern about bringing staff members back on who were able to collect their unemployment and you bring them back on for one weekend of you know a couple of decent nights but then uh city council passes an ordinance and then we got to close back down the next week so then they're kind of screwed on their unemployment, and that was the big right, or, or even or even not even closed down fully, but to go on tighter go restrictions. Back. Well, and, yeah, or we go back to the you know our to go service or or whatever, and that. So we held off another week, uh, and we had a really good reception this weekend. I'd say the majority of folks were really pleased with the the measures we were taking, um, and and we actually saw sales weren't quite as bad as we thought they were going to be, running at fifty percent occupancy. That's the. I mean. The, the, the recommended guidelines here uh -huh. and um, and we did it and we, we were able to actually just spend a lot more time with our tables and, and kind of ramp up the sales that way. So sure, we you're, only you're ramping up. about, we were about 30, 30, 33% down from a normal weekend. And that was, while that sucks for Memorial Day weekend, it was really a pleasant surprise considering we thought it was going to be a lot more. Right. Uh, so can you talk to us? as far as the uh, kind of, Sorry, I just wanted to touch on that ahead, subject Dave. of yeah, like policing, like kind of like the the flow of traffic. To me, so I I work here in the Bay Area. I work in a, a guitar shop part time, um, and it's been crazy because like we're open for business, but you know people don't really. We have like yellow tape and like stanchions, kind of like kind of like closing off like the the showroom. You can't come in and just like play a bunch of guitars, but you can come right. in and like pick up your orders like kind of curbside style and like there's like a, right at the front like all the recording interfaces and microphones home recording stuff like basically kind of like stuff we're using right now to do the show you know a lot of people are doing home recording stuff and so they need that equipment and, and a lot of kids are taking like music lessons too you know and so like they they need those interfaces but 
people, if the door's open, people will walk through it, you know? And so that's been the, the case. You know, I know that things are blocked off as good as they can be, but, you know, it, I'm curious to see how it's going to be when we go back and, for instance, like at my bar in New York, like, if it opens up to 50% occupancy, it's like how... I just don't understand how you manage that situation because a bar you're sitting next to other people and it's like it doesn't unless you bolt the bar stools down on the floor like six feet apart from each other they're gonna move bar stools or they're just gonna stand at the bar next to each other you know it's like if you're not at a table then you're kind of like i don't know like can you explain to me how that's working and what you've seen yeah. as far as like the actual behavior <clears throat> For us, with the the way that we're laid out, our our um, that was a big concern as the tables being eight feet apart is what they were pushing for, and our tables are built into the floor and walls. Uh, they're almost like all community tables, <laughs> which sucks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and our bar normally has uh, ten or twelve stools at it, and we've we've cut that back down to to six. Um, and we've just. As people come to the door, we, we, we check their temperature, we, uh, we, we give them a little hand sanitizer, and then we seat them. We look, physically walk them in and let them know, like, have a seat right here. Please keep your stools distance from the other party that's over there. And, uh, you know, no ordering at the bar unless you're seated at the bar. We'll take care of all your orders at the tables. And that's kind of the way that we've had to do it to keep people from getting around and getting up and moving around through the bar. Um, and that's the way we've attached them. We're in this situation it's it's not probably as hard for us you know maybe the only other bar that's smaller than us is a more Imargo. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's a, it's a little bit easier to have control over the the guests that are in here uh because it's not a very large space um i have seen some of the bars around us having difficulty once they let the folks inside and lay out the rules for them you know then the people are like no nah, i see my friends across there fuck that i'm gonna go have exactly. a drink with them i'm sorry if we can't Sorry for the yeah, while that. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. I was, yeah. I was saying, like you know, if the doors open, people are going to walk through it. You know, and yeah. Um, well, I, also, it that, seems it also seems to be ahead. quite confusing, and that's what I meant by by from the guest perspective, confusing. If if your bar is adhering to the guidelines, but but the the, the you know your government has said well, they do don't what know you what you want difference, you know. And you know, if your bar is doing it and my yeah, bar isn't, and they come to my bar first, and then they come to your bar, they're going to be pissed that you won't seat them, even though they can see empty seats, right? Oh, oh is yeah. That, is that, I mean, that, is that happening? That is definitely some of the blowback that we've gotten. I mean, I've, I've had I've had a group of six just standing at the door, going, "But there's six seats right there." I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. We're 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 running. You know, we're trying to do this responsibly. We're running. I'll take your name, your number. I'll text you as soon as it's available. But there's six seats right there. You know." Yeah. And, and then I feel like every the Safeway is just everything has to be reservation, you know, like it's all all reservations for this time period, you know. Yeah, and we're not we're not taking the reservation, but we're not allowing the guests to uh, because the city gave us the ability to put a couple of tables outside on the on the sidewalk, and we don't want people, guests standing lining up out by those tables. So we we have been saying, you know, you can't wait here in line, but we'll text you back as soon as the table's available. Have you considered um, any measures like I've seen uh, other bars and restaurants around the country and even world uh, that are putting like mannequins in, in all the seats that they aren't using so that A, the space looks full and B, those guys wouldn't be able to say those seats are empty. They're not empty. They're, they're full. They've got mannequins in them that you can't sit there. That's not real. It's I, real. That it's is, real. That I've real. seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Holy it's happening. Shit. It's happening for <laughs> sure. I even, I even saw places doing like just cutouts 
that they put in the tables, like cardboard cutouts. Um, wow. No, we, we, we haven't considered that. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Um, I mean, you know, if, if, if you don't want to, if you, if you don't want to wait, you don't want to do it, then you, I'm sorry. Maybe it's just not the bar for you. Yeah. You don't I mean, want to hang out. I don't want that to sound cavalier, but that have been hanging yeah. around all during quarantine guys. <laughs> yeah. Plus get, when it, when it comes to breaking down at the end of the night, I don't know what my guys would do with that. You know, it's, uh, that, yeah. that might get a little creepy. <laughs> I guess, I guess the reason, I guess the reason that I think about that is because I put myself in your position uh, and I'm there at the door and I'm talking to a group of people who want to come in and they're saying there's room right there. And I'm saying, I'm trying to adhere to the thing. They're still going to walk away with a somewhat bad taste in their mouth. And then even when we are allowed to be back at 100%, maybe they're going to be like, I don't want to go to that place. They were a bunch of dicks to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get that yeah. you're in the right and they're in the wrong here, but sure. that's the perception that the guest is going to have, you know? And, and I, I know that that's definitely taking place. I mean, we got a really, really delightful Google review because somebody wouldn't let us take their temperature. Um, and I wouldn't let them in. Uh, and, uh, you know, I... I and they're, you know, they swore up and down, they're never coming back and, and whatever. But I, I think we have to do it. We're just, we're trying to give it with a smile as much as they can see with the mask off and say, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> this, this, you know, this is, we're doing the best we can. Overwhelming. I mean, our, I should say the majority of folks have been coming up and thanking us when we don't let somebody in who's running in a temperature or a fever when, when, when we have limited the seating. Uh, they've reflected in the tips to the bartenders that are working and and to the reviews and and what they've said to us going out the door. I think I was telling you, I've never I've never been the door guy before, um, and I'm doing it now because I don't feel like I don't want my staff to catch the flack. Basically, so I'm putting myself up there, and it's also yeah. I'm a little bit more of the authority figure. Uh, and we thought it'd be a little bit more welcoming to the regulars to see me standing up there saying, "Hey, good, we got this covered." Um, but most of the people have been throwing money at me at the door on their way out saying, thank you so much for seating us like this. Thank you for the service. Thank you for everything after they've already given the bartender a really good tip. So I think most people that want to come here uh, are getting it, but they're not necessarily the majority of the clientele that I see around town um, because we've got, we got bars down the street that are just opening up to 50% capacity, but their 50% is, you know, a hundred people. And then once they get inside the door, they just do whatever they want. Right. Um, and so those guests that come down from those kind of places, they are exactly like you said. They, it, it's confusing for them. Like, what do you mean I can't go order a shot at the bar? And so we, we put up a big, giant, insane asylum sneeze guard across the section of the bar where we do service <laughs> and have that blocked off. Uh, and, you know... We're doing the best we can on it. It's 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 definitely a, a new challenge every day. It's also really strange to take people's temperature when they're in a group of people and you find somebody who's running a fever and the whole group just looks at them and says, "Okay, well, let's just go somewhere else." Yeah. Instead of, like, "Hey, what? maybe wow. maybe maybe we should go maybe, home and maybe we should all go home too." Yeah, maybe we should all go home right now. Yeah. Um, not not one time. We've probably had six or seven different people who were were running a pretty blatant fever, like not not on the borderline and not a single one of the groups have said, Oh shit, maybe we should go home. They've all said, Oh, well, we'll just go down to so-and-so. Right. Which seems irresponsible so fucked up. On, on the part of the public. It is right. That, it's so, this is the, so this is up. the, this is the great and terrible thing about our, our, you know, our experiment of, uh, of, you know, government like we have, which, which leaves a lot of it up to the, to the individual. And, and, you know, I don't think we're, 
as a group, I don't think we're necessarily all that capable of making those decisions for ourselves. Uh, this is a good spot to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, but I want to come back and talk more with Craig Nelson of Proof on King about the actual literal steps of service that you've installed to, to make sure that everybody's stay, safe coming into your bar. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Square. We all know that this is an incredibly challenging time for our friends running restaurants and small food businesses. With social distancing in place, people are staying home and eating in, and restaurants have had to pivot to pickup and delivery only. HRN would usually be recording our podcast from our studio inside Roberta's, but since they've had to close their dining room, they've ramped up their frozen pizza production, set up a wine and grocery shop, and seen their delivery orders skyrocket. Like Roberta's, many restaurants have been changing offerings day by day as they figure out how to best serve their customers. If you run a restaurant or a small business, Square has the tools to help you adapt. One of these tools is the Square online store. It lets you set up a free online ordering page with curbside pickup and local delivery so you can keep customers safe. You can deliver orders yourself or integrate with delivery partners. Its order hub lets you manage all your incoming orders in one place, no matter which delivery partners you choose to use. Square has all the tools to help you stay connected to customers, no matter where they are. See everything that's available by visiting square.com go speakeasy. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. Uh, we're on the air today with uh, Craig Nelson from uh, Proof on King in Charleston, South Carolina in our virtual studio. We're all uh, distantly flung across the country as we bring you this episode. And we're talking to Craig specifically because he is in uh, a space that's gotten to reopen with some restrictions. The government says 50% uh, capacity uh, at his bar, Proof on King in Charleston, South Carolina. We're getting into the sort of steps of service and talking about the revenue that's changed and, and what we can look forward to. Um, so, Nelson, if you would, yes, uh, what's it look like from a guest's perspective, just walking up to the door, how does everything go? I know you said you were going to take your temperature, but like, what happens and what happens on the bar side? Like, where, How are the contacts being reduced, et cetera? What, what's the protocol? Yeah, so we're running with um, just, just three of us on right now. It's myself at the door uh, with two bartenders. Um, and working the door, just kind of handling some of the clearing of tables and, and you know, assisting as somewhat bar back and door at the same time well, the guest approaches and uh they're greeted and how many in your party uh we let them know we've got a complimentary temperature check for them that's required and we check the temperatures <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh and then we see them we've 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 stationed um we've got kind of classy little bottles of sanitizer on all the tables next to the candles and um we, as staff, we're all wearing masks right now. We feel more comfortable in it. Um, it's not a requirement. I, I would require the staff to do it, but nobody, they all wanted to do it to be anyway. Um, we've, we've increased the areas where we have um, uh, hand cleaning stations in the bar. We've upped it from, for the guests where they have one, now they've got the sanitizer in all types of different places. Uh, we, we seat the guests, we put the menus down, we, we, we printed off 
probably four times more menus than what we would normally use and put them in jackets. I still couldn't bring myself to just throw them away after every single use. It just didn't seem, uh, I don't know, I, I couldn't do it. So we were using a hospital grade viricide that we were fortunate enough to buy through somebody in the medical industry to sanitize everything and give it a seven minute wait before it goes back into use. Um, and then the bartenders are coming out to the tables, taking the drink orders, getting everything squared away. And um, there's, I don't know that we're washing our hands any more than we used to because none of us had any skin left on our hands to begin with, really, from from the amount of times, you know, you know how it is behind your bar. You're, you're making stuff, you're cracking ice, you're doing all those things. And uh, I, I mean, I always, I've always said I wash my hands more than a dentist because a dentist puts his hands in your mouth, but eventually he takes them out. The stuff I put yeah. in there stays. Stuff I put in there stays. <laughs> I mean, we wash, we wash our hands so much, it's ridiculous. And now we're washing our hands and sanitizing and We've got a little spray that we are hitting everybody's credit card with before we run it in our processor and then after we run it in our processor and then once we give it back, it's so, you're, it's like taking your credit card to a car wash. Um, uh, and uh, like I said, the majority of folks have been really, really pleased. It, it, it gets a little strange late night where normally in the bar, you know, midnight, people start getting up, moving around, the music gets a little more lively. And that's not really taking place. I mean, the music still get a little bit more lively, but it's a lot of seat dancing going on now. So it's it's strange. It's definitely strange to look back. But at the end of the night, we've all been really proud of what we're doing and, and uh, happy with with it. I, that, that's why I called you the other night. Actually, was because we were kind of so stoked. Yeah. I, I feel like it sounds like you're taking great care of your guests. And, and, and from their eyes, I'm sure they feel cared for. Um, and I would if I came into there and I saw all these steps put into place. Um, uh, and I feel like I would, I would like to ask maybe, uh, you said, you know, later in the night, it usually gets a little bit more, you know, lively and dancey. First of all, what time do you normally close and are you keeping your normal hours? We are keeping our normal hours. Um, we're opening a little bit later. So normally we open at four o'clock and, uh, close the last call one thirty and close by two. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're, we're opening up, uh, depending on the day on the weekends, we're opening up at six and on these weekdays, this is our first weekday going back into it, but we're opening up at uh, five instead of four. We're not offering happy hour right now. Um, financially, right. it's just something that we couldn't, we, uh, of course, you know, af- after all this time closed, I, you know, I, I can't discount a glass of water. So right. it's, uh, <laughs> so the hours have just adjusted. We're opening a little bit later, but we're not closing any earlier. So then back to the music thing, you say, you know, later in the evening when it would normally get a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, lively and dancey or what have you, uh, ha- have you just sort of changed your playlist to make it more, I hate to say it, like, uh, are you trying to be more like a, you know, seated cocktail bar now? Because that's kind of what you are. Yeah. You're, not allow- you're not allowing yeah. roaming. Exactly. So maybe that's, maybe that's kind of exactly what we're doing. in general, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what's been happening. But I have to assume, and you lots can of, give me the answer. Lots of the uh, uh, unplugged album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, well, I have to assume. We still had to close out. We still had to close out. You know, we're still Saturday playing Nirvana, with some, with but we're playing the unplugged album. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we we were still playing Jay Z, but we went with the unplugged album. So yeah, uh, yeah. It, was, it was still it was still lively. Yeah. yeah. Still lively. No, definitely not going to take away from any of that. You know, all I play is jazz at my bar, and it's lively enough. Um, uh, you know, and everybody's always on their feet. We don't even have seats, so all that's going to change for us. But um, yeah, I'm just curious to know, like, is your clientele, you know, receiving that? I'm sure they're just happy to be able to have a place to go, a place that they love and are familiar with, and hasn't been around for a while. There are they, they, that that has really been the the biggest response. Um, and we have a lot of people 
is crazy to me. I'm, I'm thankful for it to a certain extent, but we have a lot of people who are coming to town because the hotels are back open as well. Um, wow. And it, so wow. we're getting, I, I guess New Jersey still has some very strict shutdown rules. I'm, I'm, I haven't looked it up, but we had a lot of, lot, of, lot of Jersey guests in this last weekend that were like, my God, man, we got to go somewhere that has a bar open. And right. uh, they, they were here. Uh, but they all seem pretty, the ones that we got at least seem pretty, pretty happy to have, have a seat and enjoy themselves. We're selling a lot more cocktails now than we were before. Uh, like specifically cocktails off of our menu as opposed to, and drinks and, and beers and wine. Now people are really going for, uh, the higher pricier cocktails and, and the more elaborate drinks that we have on the menu. We're, we're, we're seeing a lot more of that being sold. People are going Do you think for quality. That- do you think that's a direct result of, again, it being less sort of uh, locomotion? You know, they have to stay seated. They have to stay in their, their place. So maybe they're, it's less, uh, I don't know. I do. Yeah, I do. I do. I, th- I think that. And I also think, uh, you know, people are figuring if I'm getting this chance to go out and drink, let's let's make it worthwhile. I can pour vodka soda at home. Oh, so. I see. Yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. Uh, they're, they're more interested in items that they maybe couldn't do at home and haven't had in several months because they can't do them at home, right? Yeah, and even the items that we were kind of, uh, you know, nod, nod, wink, wink, um, selling toilet paper and giving away for free during our to-go period, yeah. uh, those drinks are not selling right now because I think a lot of the local guests are like, all right, man, I, I drank that for a month and a half. I'm ready to get back to, you know, give me a Sazerac or an old-fashioned or something. Yeah, or both. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, a lot of them are doing both. <laughs> Sazeracery. Um we touched a little bit before the break about um, you know the generosity of your guests uh, as far as tipping goes, and you said that your sales are down by, by about thirty three percent. You want to talk about has tip percentage gone up? The tip percentage has definitely gone up. I think uh, you know I think we generally average somewhere between twenty five and twenty eight. Uh, you know somewhere around maybe so we say just call it twenty seven. Um, now it looked like over the weekend it's hard to, to really give a, a good fix on this but you know, it was only th- three days but it was somewhere around 35 around 35 percent so we definitely saw an increase and even some really kind souls just dropping doubling their checks we had, a, we had a, quite a few people just double their credit card you know you got right. a 70 dollars bill i'm dropping 70 tip or 30 dollars check and we 100 dollars tips and really 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 nice generous folks that I think a lot of that is also these these are people that it seems like maybe were at one point in time in the industry and they're they're thankful and they're happy and they they know how how much of a hit we've taken. Indeed, in this well, I think it's I think it's those people, of course, but I think it's also folks who uh, you know maybe this uh, crisis hasn't affected them as much as it's affected us. You know, there's lots of folks who have worked from home from their home office and have missed zero paycheck checks and uh, have largely had their lives pretty much undisturbed and they can see the. The struggle and the panic that places like yours are, are going through to, to try and survive. Speaking yeah, definitely. Of- and we've had a lot of we've had a, we've had a lot of folks during the whole shutdown time that were helping keep the literally helping keep the lights on by doing that by just stopping by every day and seeing what they could purchase, what could be helpful. Yeah, uh, it is pretty incredible to know that people are so supportive. Um, do you want to talk any about your golden ticket? Yeah, man. Sure, that was um, that was, this was a, you know, a great a great initiative that you put together to raise some money while you were while you're, uh, you know, in the interim time when you were just doing to go and curbside, right? Yeah, because I, I was about I was about four days off from getting that GoFundMe when everybody seemed to have the money to give to restaurants in a GoFundMe. 
Right. Uh, ours was about four days behind, so it didn't really take off like we wanted. Uh, we wanted to offer up something aside from a gift certificate because I just kept having nightmares of waking up and thinking, good God, we've sold all these gift certificates. What if everybody walks in in July and, uh, and, and tries to redeem them? Uh, so we came up with the idea of doing um, technically not a raffle, but a drawing uh, for people who'd like to purchase forward the ability to get a hun- up to a hundred dollar tab a night. And we started off at, I think $15 a ticket. And then we went to 30 and now we're at 50 and we're about to raise it up to a hundred dollars. Um, and we're, we're about halfway to the goal that we set. And with that, you can, you can, you, you'll get a, a little pass once we're fully reopened that when we draw the person that says that you're allowed to come in, you get a hundred dollars so you can spend in the bar every night for a year, every night for a year. Yeah, but so the, I don't. So, I don't know that we'll ever have somebody. I guess it depends on who we draw. If we draw my friend Bear, who lives around the corner, he's <laughs> he's definitely going to be here every night for a year. But uh, you know, I don't know how many people are going to come in every night for a year. Um, sure, sure. The it's a it's, but still, the notion is that you're basically giving away a three hundred and sixty-five thousand, uh, sorry, thirty-six thousand five hundred dollars yep. ticket, right? Uh, to to someone for the low entry price of it started at fifteen and it's been increasing to to encourage that like urgency sale, right? Exactly, uh, and th- and this has worked out for you. And I'm sure that the math dictates it. I mean, because I, I I would buy a ticket. I live here in New York City. I'm obviously not going to be there every uh, every night, but I, you know, the nights that I am in town, I would love to be able to say I, I got this thing for. Yeah, we have some, definitely some folks from uh, from all over the country that have purchased them because we're you know we're logging it so we can draw. We've had people, folks, uh, you know, all the way across the coast that have bought several of them, and I think that it's exactly what you're just saying. Even if you're in town for a day or two, shit, you spend a hundred bucks two nights at your bar you know you're you're doing all right if you if you got in for 50 bucks yeah indeed um and so that's still ongoing how can someone get a hold of one of those right now you can go to toast tab uh slash proof i think it's toasttab.com forward slash proof and uh look it up and we got got a link right there for you to purchase online and there's still 50 bucks right now Right on. Uh, and how much longer is it going to run? Are you going to run it till you till you're reopened, or are you going to? Uh... We are going to run it until we can get back up to 100 percent occupancy. Right. That's pretty amazing, amazing man. Well, hey, I, I want to ask you a, a quick question since you're kind of. Um, I want to ask you to look into the future a little bit since you're kind of in the future for us. You know, I mean, we're still completely yeah. shut down here. You're uh, hopefully only weeks, not months, ahead of where we are. Um, yeah. But what, but what you were uh, saying earlier about um, the fact that you know the local government just said, "Hey, it's it's open, and you make your own rules." It almost kind of reminded me of repeal in a way of like the federal government was like, "Hey, you can sell booze now, and uh, you all figure it out." And you know, still to this day, like if I'm ever in Delaware. I have a moment. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? I can't buy beer after 9 p.m. What's up with this state? Like, and it's this this <laughs> patchwork of legislation that um, it, it all it really does is confuse people and throw people off. I think. And so, do you foresee, you know, after this first weekend where they tried that, they're gonna come through and say, hey, okay maybe we need to put some systems in place to make sure everything's a little bit more standardized or do you see that you know the the cats out of like, the bag yeah well i feel i feel like if we've we made it past memorial day weekend which is kind of like the biggest beach weekend or the biggest kickoff for the 
beach season for here and and a lot of the guests you know a lot of a lot of the businesses memorial day weekend's a big kickoff us us not so much but um i don't think they're going to go back on it uh, unfortunately i don't i don't think they're going to not here i don't think that they'll go back on it unless we see you know fingers crossed unless we see some kind of really terrible spike in numbers hmm. I don't think that they're going to uh, they're going to make any changes on it because if the council had yesterday basically when they met again, um, and if they didn't bring it up during that council meeting to change it, then I don't think they're going to. It would be you know there's other reasons why I think it would have been really nice. It's it, you know we're all in the restaurant business. You know you've got creditors and purveyors that haven't gotten that check yet, and once they saw the governor said you can reopen, all those emails started flooding back in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember me? Hey, they said you could open up. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I've been holding on to this invoice for two months. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that, that's another aspect of it that I don't think was really thought about. That would have made it nice if they would have been some strict rules to it. You could have at least said, hey, I'll, I'll pay you half. Um, yeah. Right. Once, I, again, I, once again, the government's lack of, uh, uh, of you know, uh, giving us real guidelines giving you real guidelines in this case see yeah. and again i really feel for the for for the guest you know if the guest uh, has free reign at the bar down the street and then they come to you you do look like an asshole to them because they're not seeing that you're holding yourself to a higher standard they just see that they aren't allowed to come in and do what they want yeah but you know i i, I hear that and i'm not trying to discredit any of just the run-of-the-mill guests because i i want them all we all want them all but do, do really i mean really have they I mean, you've had to have your head buried in a bucket of sand for the last two months to not understand why places would be taking these measures. In my opinion, I don't. I don't know. I mean, as a guy, as a guy who's I, so I close to sand, as a guy who's so close to sand, uh, Craig, I feel. I feel like. You, I feel like you might be onto something there. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I got to tell you, here in here in New York, I'm I'm interacting with people three only three days a week at my open, you know, my little lemonade stand window, and the the responses that I'm getting from people are range from just purely uh, idiotic to just frankly shocking, you know, uh, even even when they come up to the window and, you know, again, as you said, I'm, I'm wearing a mask, so all they can see are my eyes, which is where you typically spot things like panic in someone, uh, yeah. and they come up and they say, oh my god, this is so cool, you're doing to-go cocktails, and I'm like, no, I'm trying to remodel a house that's on fire, this is yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is, and they're not doing it. They're not doing it with malice. So I don't think they have their head in the sand. I think they just don't understand the perspective from the from the other side of the thing, right? You know, again, to use the fire analogy, I feel like they're each walking up to me with with a, a glass of water in one hand and a glass of gasoline in the other. I don't think they're maliciously giving me the gasoline, but that's what half of them are giving me. Well, I guess that's that in itself is a little frightening. <laughs> to, to me, yeah. To me, it's like. You know, a, a major part of hospitality is that you don't, you know, people are so stressed out. Like, let's just talk about normal, like, old earth for a moment. Yeah. You know, like, when, when you go to a bar or restaurant, you know, you don't, I mean, obviously, they're open kitchens, so you can see how the sausage is being made, literally. But, like, when it comes to the business side of it, you know, it's not, people don't go to bars to, like, get all freaked out by your like your run of show and, and like all the stuff you're trying to like you do have to hide that stuff people don't want to see yeah. 
like your invoices for your like net 30 bills that are like two months past due and like all that shit you know like and you know they you know everyone in the world seems to think so I should take those down yeah exactly (laughs) no they're complimentary they don't understand like you know they don't take into consideration that you're running a business and you you're like for however big your staff is you're their livelihood and you've got to like renegotiate insurance uh, policies and you've you've got to like you have no idea you would be shocked how high your water bill is you know like all these things that go along with the the business they you know they're going there to like forget about that kind of shit you know yeah sure so agreed agreed they don't consider like all the stuff that we're responsible for in times like this right now they just see like i said before if the doors open they're going to walk through it you know, and yes, yeah, I so I think that I think that that's the the case. I mean, I don't think that we're doing anything that's going to make them feel like, oh gosh, you know, the financial yeah. and business side of it. I don't think that we're showing any of that, but I think that we are making I, it yeah. very obvious on the safety side of it, intentionally making it obvious. You know, I, I just intentionally feel, throwing that out yeah. there to actually I, I attract a yeah. certain guest. Yeah, I think right. that's smart, and I'm going to be doing it at MySpace too. We're, you know, we're going to—it's called security theater, right? When you when you like kind of over dramatize all the steps so that yes. they're noticed, so that they're yeah. noticed and, and taken in by the guests. Like I will be making it a very you know clear and present. Probably I'll I'll figure out some way to say it as a joke, but like I'm about to take your temperature, uh, unfasten right. your belt, um, right, right, you know, or or whatever. <laughs> Or whatever, um, but you know we're going to make a show of washing our hands because the hand sink is right there, visible to all the guests. You know we're going to make a show of uh, you know all those steps of service to make it uh, obvious and and you know plain to everyone who gets in the door. Yeah, and then you know and we're doing that too. But to me, that's just more comforting. I I'm still not super comfortable going out to bars right now. Um, oh, I'm and, I'm not. Uh, but I'm, I'm I you know we had to open, um, and so I feel like. Some some of taking these measures actually makes me feel more comfortable. Like some of the show of doing it makes me go, okay, at least we're doing this. You know, I I've got my wife and three beautiful children at home, and I say beautiful wife and three children at home, but because um, <laughs> she'll hear this later, honey. That's for you, Paige. I love you. Um, but uh, but you know, I it's there's a stress level just about interacting with this many people. You know, I mean, there was a stress level when we were doing to go, but that was so much less contact than what we're doing right now. Picking up somebody's dirty glass is, you know, I mean, just think about that, how this is spread and you're, you're touching the glass. I mean, yeah, we're washing our hands. We're doing everything we possibly can, but we're still inherently putting ourselves at risk. And so just kind of making a show of making sure that I'm wiping the door handle down and I'm, you know, we've got a little schedule every 10 minutes for this and that it, it somewhat makes us feel better too. Yeah. And that was a big thing that I told the staff after the first weekend this was over was that, okay, man, the genie's out of the bottle. Nobody seems to give a, a damn, you know. So first, let's you make sure we're safe. fuck on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm just like, you know, first, let's make sure that we're safe. That is the number one thing. I want you guys to feel safe, yeah. and I want you to cover your own ass and do that. And then we can give it back to the guest after that. Whereas a lot of the times, you know, we're in the bar, it's like, I don't really care how comfortable you are. <laughs> Make sure that the guest is comfortable. Uh, uh, yeah, right. It's kind of flipping yeah. the script yeah. on us. A but, also, bit, I yeah. think, but also I think that that tactic in this scenario, uh, it works for both, right? If you're keeping your team safe, then you're keeping the guests safe. Exactly, exactly. And it so. makes it a lot easier to go to sleep at night. Yeah. 
which has been stressful and worrisome for all of us in these times. Oh. How, how are you dealing on a mental level with everything that's been going on? Uh, okay. <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> I mean, okay, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that everybody sitting here right now is in the same thing. It's okay. It's, it's I love the amount of time that I got to spend with my, my, my kids and my, my wife. And, but, uh, there was a lot, there's been a lot of this time that I'm not really there, you know, like mentally, cause it just can't stop running these numbers and these different scenarios. And are we going to make it till next month? I've, I, I've got a great landlord that, that, uh, and I know a lot of people won't say that, but I've got a really phenomenal landlord that, that attacked this in March with saying, Hey, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to forgive your April uh, rent right off the rip. I just, I want you, I don't want you to worry about this. I don't want you to stress about, I want you to sleep at night and then let's address may when we get to it and um and and that was a really big relief you know the the we 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 had kind of our super bowl of events and then we had to close down the next week it was charleston wine and food festival uh the right. last week that we were able to open and that's just a really awesome week for us and we have everybody in town and we're slammed and at the same time we're watching new york shut down and we're <laughs> we've got 200 italians that just flew in to do wine demonstrations and we're going holy shit this might not be so great right but let's have a party and uh and we threw a great party and we had a great weekend and the next week they hit us with time to, sh to shut down so having having the the landlord be so cool and and forgiving about this situation was definitely something that helped mentally more than he could ever know um, but, uh, mentally, I think I'm doing as well as anybody, uh, you know, how about you? <laughs> and that's it for this week's speakeasy. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, as you are aware, I'm pretty, uh, vocal regarding, yeah. um, my battles with both anxiety and depression. And I was holding depression off. I thought pretty well, uh, until two weeks ago or so, um, you know, I was kind of kept kept telling myself I can't feel sorry for myself. We're all in this together, uh, but then I kind of came to the conclusion that you know we're all in the same storm. We're not in the same boat, uh, right. and you know my boat is getting tossed around pretty viciously, um, and it kind of crashed down all around me, and I, I, I kind of kind of disappeared from everything for about two weeks, and I'm just beginning to reemerge. I posted a big thing on uh, Facebook for people to read and understand like kind of what I'm going through, and hopefully that helps uh, them. But it certainly helps me to download that information and get it out and. Uh, express it um but yeah it's it's tough uh, and I'm, I'm you know some of the same things you've said uh it's it's the mental part of the constant uh rejiggering and recalibrating of uh trying to solve an equation where there are many variables that are unknowns and yeah every day you know, right like it's, it's yeah a different... no, every it seems like every hour frankly yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, it, and that includes what would normally be sleeping time my mind is just on go and it won't shut off and i can't uh, get away from it you can't get away yeah. from yourself you know but, uh, you know, I've been trying to employ the same methods that I always employ, which is busying myself. And, of course, not being able to go to work has imp impeded that tremendously. But I'm trying to do what lots of folks are doing, which is be creative in different ways and come up with different things to do. So posting a lot of stuff on social media, doing Ask Me Anything sessions, uh, and, you know, trying to, trying, to, trying to stay relevant and stay uh, focused on what New Earth holds. Yep, I mean that's about all we can do. I got to go, got to go to the beach yesterday and take my kids surfing, and that was uh, my birthday celebration, and that was pretty awesome. So, we that that was just two hours for me out of the beach is, is the equivalent of a year's worth of sessions with somebody. So, uh, right, 
that's that's kind of the way we checked it. That's awesome. Well, happy birthday. I didn't realize it was your birthday. It yeah, is today. Oh, cheers. What? Well, happy birthday, yeah, happy man. Birthday. Cheers. All right, thanks. I'm going to pour a little bit more uh, <laughs> in my glass here. I will crack open uh, another Underberg. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Well, cheers to you, buddy. And, uh, yeah, really, thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate your candor and everything you've been talking about uh, as far as your, your dealings with the public, with the government, with money, with uh, uh, your, your own sense of well-being and health uh, and the way you're taking care of your guests and your staff. It's commendable and we're all we're all standing around watching the successes and failures of everyone so that we can move into it hopefully uh, as best as, as best prepared as we can when when we can get open, right? Yeah, man. So, cheers. You know, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, cheers, cheers to you. Um well, uh, Nelson, uh, people can follow your uh, Instagram. It's Proof on King, P R O F F O N K I N G. Uh, they can check out what. P R O O F. Right. Is that what I said? Uh, P R O F F. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Proof, as in you know, <laughs> proof. Uh, so uh, you can go on Proof on King on Instagram, and and you can see all the menus that you're posting every day, and catch up on what's going on there. Um, I'm sure there's probably uh, at least a post up there about the golden ticket, which is an amazing opportunity for anyone. I highly recommend. Even yep, if you there's don't, a link uh, in the bio. Yeah, even if you don't think you got a snowball's chance in hell of winning the thing, it's great to give the money to the bar and ho- hope that they uh, use it to survive this this pandemic. So uh, it's a cool thing all around. And Craig, you're you're a great guy and a good friend, and I'm happy to know that you're you're doing well down there. Uh, oh, I can't wait till I can come down and hang out on the beach with you and get get some therapy together. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Well, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Man, it's our pleasure to have you on. Um, thank you, if, man. Uh, anybody got anything else for Craig? Happy no? birthday. Just, uh, just <laughs> that's what I got. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah Thanks, man. man. Appreciate that. Appreciate Thanks that, guys. For, Thanks for taking the time out on your birthday, buddy. Yeah, uh, man. Well, that's it for this episode of The Speakeasy. Be sure to turn into tune into Heritage Radio Network uh, for more shows just like this one. Click on the beating heart on our website to donate to the to the station. You can even choose now which program you'd like to donate to directly. Uh, the Speakeasy should be on your list. Uh, and then, uh, you know, check us out on all of our social media platforms. You can follow along with what we've got going. Uh, and thanks again to Craig Nelson from Proof on King. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some in the end. The Speakeasy is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows that you like. Tell your friends. And please, join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.